It's National Cream Brulee Day. Come on, any dessert that you get to set on fire a little bit? <laughs> That's awesome. This is today. Welcome to This Is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. It's Tuesday, July 27th, 2021. I'm Russ, and here's what you need to know about today. Okay, so National Love is Kind Day is happening today. This is for the victims of domestic violence, domestic abuse, and it is about their freedom and independence from their abuser. There is a website about this. Just do a little search there for National Love is Kind Day. We'll put a link in the description as well. Okay, it's also National Cream Brulee Day today, which Cream brulee means burnt cream in French. So uh, I guess that means that the burgers I made last night were burgers brulee. Well, that's only because we had them with French fries. Um, yeah. Okay. The biggest Guinness Book of World's Record cream brulee. Well, that weighed 1,599.96 pounds. Yeah, they just missed that uh, 1,600 pound mark. It was 25 feet in diameter, and this was done by the students of Le Cordon Bleu program at the Orlando Culinary Academy in Orlando, Florida. This was back in 2005. The cool thing about that, you know, you have to put the sugar on top and then you use a little uh, flamethrower thing. They probably actually used a flamethrower. You know, like we use the little butane torch thing. No, they probably, I mean, come on, 25 feet in diameter. Uh, that's a flamethrower. They probably had to call Elon Musk. For one of his flamethrowers to, to do this. Uh, it's also National Scotch Day today. Okay, scotch is a whiskey made in Scotland. But here's the thing. It actually uh, started in Ireland. There's a whole thing about this. And too much for me to just talk about in 10 minutes. <laughs> it's like one of those things. Like people dispute this thing. Uh, just throw it on Reddit and people will argue about it. Uh, anyway, uh, scotch uh, is whiskey made in Scotland from either barley or a mix of grains. Well, what does that sound like? Yeah, it's basically like a distilled beer. Uh, it's made using the malted barley, but there's no hops, so you get your scotch. Anyway, it's aged in oak barrels uh, for a minimum of three years before it can be called whiskey. Okay, so scotch is whiskey, but not all whiskey is scotch. And when it's scotch, you take out the E in whiskey. See, I could just go on and on about this all day, but I'm not going to. I'll let you just go figure that one out on your own if you're interested in learning more about the differences in scotch and whiskey. I, I would say instead of learning about it, just have one and you won't care about learning about that anymore. All right, let's take a look at our events for today. We start with our first event in 1929. Yeah, the Geneva Convention of 1929 happened on this day, and they signed this document that dealt with the treatment of prisoners of war. It was signed by 53 nations. Now, this document would be the one that is in force during World War II. A new document would be signed in 1949. And that actually, we kind of go to our next story here, 1953, the end of the Korean War. Okay, so North and South Korea, as you know, are still divided. That actually wasn't what was intended to happen at the end of this war. Uh, the Soviets installed a communist regime in the North, and so 
there was this separation between the North and the South. Now, the, the war started with the North and the South just, you know, button heads. Finally, in 1950, U.S. troops started fighting in that war. We never actually declared war, though. That That's kind of one of the oddities about this. Um, and also, at the end of the war, which happened on this day, as I mentioned, in 1953, there was actually no permanent peace treaty signed. And, you know, the thing was, they had actually been negotiating peace and ceasefire since July of 1951. It lasted the entire time there. And still, you know, there's no peace treaty in Korea. All right. 1960 on this day, Vice President Nixon was nominated to become the presidential Republican nominee at a convention in Chicago. Okay. Well, we all know he would going to lose that year. JFK would become the president in 1968. Nixon would run again and become president that year. He was reelected in 1972. Okay, so maybe this is a good day for, for Nixon, right? It was the first time he was, you know, Republican nominee. Got to be exciting, right? No, not so much, because on this day in 1974, the House voted to impeach Nixon. Yeah. Now, he would have been impeached and tried and all of that, but Nixon decided instead to resign the presidency on August 9th of 1974. And who can blame him? You know, the, the charges were pretty ugly. There were three articles of impeachment. They were approved by the House uh, obstruction of justice of the investigation of the Watergate burglary, misuse of law enforcement and intelligence agencies for political purpose, and refusal to comply with the Judiciary Committee's subpoenas. So, yeah, it uh, wasn't looking too hot for Nixon on this day in 1974. All right, we move now to 1996. Okay, we've got the Olympics going on right now in Japan. The Olympics were also going on here in the United States in Atlanta on this day in 1996. A pipe bomb exploded at a concert in Centennial Olympic Park in Atlanta. Okay, so one person died and 111 others were injured. Richard Jewell was one of the first people credited for discovering the bomb and saving several lives of the attendees. Now, a reporter then did some research and created this story about how he actually might be the person responsible for the bomb. And it turns out, it was not him. It was a person that had been responsible for several other bombings in the South that did this. That was Eric Rudolph. Now, that wasn't announced, the, the name Eric Rudolph, until two years later. Yeah, he was the actual bomber, and he hid out in the woods that entire time. Actually, there was a manhunt that lasted until 2003. Yeah, uh, the story was in 1996 here. So 2003, he was eventually captured. In 2005, he was sentenced to several life sentences. As for Richard, well, he sued various news outlets, including NBC, and they settled out of court. There's actually a TV series called Manhunt. Season two is devoted to this case, and it is definitely worth checking out. Very interesting. All right. In 2010, on this day, okay, we all want something to happen like this. This happened in Fresno, California. This guy bought a few boxes in a garage sale. He bought them for 45 bucks. He put them in his own garage and then kind of forgot about them, let them sit there for like four years. Finally, he dug inside of them and he found early works by American photographer Ansel Adams. Those works were worth more than $200 million. <laughs> How about that? That 
is crazy. All right, let's uh, take a look at a birthday for today. Where today we are looking at Norman Lear, who turns 99. He is a television producer. Now, he was born in Connecticut. His parents were actually the inspiration for The Bunkers, a television show that he produced, you know, all in the family, the family in that. Yeah, his parents. <laughs> So you can imagine what his childhood was like. <laughs> Apparently, he had lots of fights with his dad about politics. Anyway, he went to Emerson College. He actually, this was during the Depression. So, you know, he couldn't really afford school, you know, so he got a scholarship. He was there for a year, but he dropped out to join the Army after Pearl Harbor. He was just so upset about that. And so he fought in World War II. After the war, he worked at a PR firm. He did some writing for TV and he met his cousin by marriage and they actually got together and started doing some writing as well. They also on the side, sold family photo sessions door to door. <laughs> okay, all this writing would lead to him and his cousin writing for Martin and Lewis. They got a record-breaking $52,000 contract back then. And then, of course, he would give us All in the Family, Sanford and Son, Maude, Good Times, The Jeffersons, One Day at a Time, many more, too many to mention. And guess what? He's still doing it. Yeah, he's still pitching shows at 99. Happy birthday to Norman Lear. Also, happy birthday to Taylor Schilling, who turns 37. Maya Rudolph is 49 today, and Juliana Hatfield is 54. That is your look at July 27. Thanks for listening to This Is Today. We do our best to pull together all the correct information. If we made a mistake and you heard it, you're super smart and we're super sorry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five star if you think we deserve it. If you'd like to make sure that we cover something on a future episode, head over to our website and let us know. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. <laughs>